Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I mean, this is, you know, the, the, the beauty of the team, you know, everybody ready. And obviously it's a long season, you know, a lot of ups and downs as far as just the injuries and, you know, things like that. And I think when you look at this team, you know, everybody ready. Obviously, sometimes you have no minutes, but, you know, you do your work and obviously get ready. And when you name call, you know, you just get up there and do whatever necessary. This is one of those nights, you know, when uh, everybody was, you know, come up on the bench ready to play. We, we had this game and close to the end, we close and close out. You know, obviously, if we could rebound a little bit more, and, you know, uh, less turnovers we could win this game. There's Ursin Ilyasova. Got the big playing time. Came out and hit a bunch of threes, five for five in the first quarter. And listening to those comments, PK, you know what I think? I think he's got jazz DNA. Okay. Oh, come on. I thought I'd get something for that. <laughs> come on. Give me a little something for the effort. Is it Ursin or Ursan? It's probably Ursan. In the eye of the beholder. Come on now. Oh, it is? No, it's Ursan, I believe. Oh, I thought you were going to throw me a bone there. All right. All right, so the Jazz lose to the Lakers 127 115 in overtime. There were five NBA All Stars in that game who didn't dress and didn't play. Obviously, no LeBron and no AD, although AD is supposed to be close, but he's supposed to miss his 29th consecutive game tonight, although. He should be playing soon, apparently. And Donovan Mitchell is out for a week or two or whatever it turns out to be. Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley did not play in that game, but are listed as probable for tonight. So 0 for 5 on Saturday, 2 for 5 tonight, apparently. Uh, despite the fact so much star power was missing, that was a entertaining, competitive game. Uh, one stop at the end would have been good. <laughs> one stop with eight seconds left in the game and win it would have been good. Joe Ingles said it sucks to lose no matter who's playing or not playing. It was right there for the taking at the end. What I was hoping there in that last possession after Clarkson hit that three that Rudy actually was dressed and so he rips <laughs> off his street clothes. I only need you for eight seconds. I mean, I don't think eight seconds is going to burn you out. The ghost of the statues and all those guys could have had him in there, man. He could have blocked that shot and then they would have won. That would have been so cool. That would have been the story of the weekend in the NBA. Clark Kent goes into the phone booth. What's a phone booth, Grandpa? Hey, he just takes off the uh, his whatever the he had. Suit. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know what he had on. Well, it's casual clothes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's all a tearaway. It's all a I gimmick. Just, I just need you for eight seconds. That's all. Because I'm not sure Schroeder certainly doesn't get to the basket as easily. Maybe oh, he, he gets might, there. Might, maybe but... he takes a 17 footer. What? Yeah. Rudy's in. Mirror yeah, yeah. jumper. <laughs> and at that point, uh, Ilya Sova had fouled out, which they have got to change that rule. The, this, the, the fouling out is the dumbest thing, man. Give him a free throw or something else, but uh, don't expel the player. Give him the free throws and the ball on the side. That'll do it. That's a huge penalty. What? Yeah, each time he commits a foul over yeah, uh, 7, 8, 9, whatever. That That is essentially a turnover. You just like take away the team's next possession. You give the ball right back to the opponent, and if there's anything coaches hate more, it's a parade to the free throw line and turnovers. You just make the 6th and 7th foul or 8th foul or whatever, both of those, that'll knock it off. Actually, it might lead to the same thing. 
Because coaches might really be sitting guys to that okay, point. Okay, but, but that's not their, their choice. It is their choice and not the biggest stars. I mean, if you now have you're LeBron. You're pro-choice, DJ. This is what you, we need to do. If you have LeBron on your team, you'll roll the dice on a 7th or 8th foul happening. Oh, you got to have a good one like LeBron's going to get 7 or 8 fouls. Good one. You're, you're funny. That's You want a reaction? I just gave you one there. That's never going to happen. Whew, finally came full circle. It feels so good. All right, more on the Jazz coming up. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Bam against Green. Four seconds. Three seconds. Bam. Inside. Shot up. Got it to go at the buzzer. And Miami wins it 109-107 as the big man, Bam, puts it in to end the ball game. George straightaway. He's got 20 points. He'll try another straightaway three. Oh, oh, George. Green drops. It's a 30-point game, and PG's got 23. We addressed it after the game. We don't need to have it one-on-one. Everybody in the building knows what happened. And it wasn't just him. We screwed up that entire play. It wasn't just him. There were two mistakes on that play. They know what they are. We deserve to lose. When you do that, you deserve to lose. It's not like somebody threw in a tough one. We deserve to lose. Stan Van Gundy apparently deserved to lose. The Pelicans get beat by the Knicks 122-112. to 112. Julius Randle, 33 points, 10 assists. So we've got this new expanded generous playoff uh, format where 9 and 10 have a chance to play their way in. But the Pelicans, PK, for all the talent, all the times we get to see them on national TV, oh boy, they are 11th. They are three games behind the Spurs and the Warriors. If you're a little frustration in Stan's voice, don't the Pelicans have enough talent that they should be in the top 10 out of 15? I don't know. They force-feed me the Pelicans, so I never watch them. I can't (laughs) answer that. I have no idea. I refuse to watch their team. It's the Pelicans again. Woo-hoo. I know. Uh, You also heard uh, highlights in there as the Clippers will let the Minnesota Timberwolves 124-105. to Paul George goes for 23 points. And the Clippers are now three games behind the Jazz, a game and a half behind the Suns. There is a chance they could make a run here in the home stretch, PK, and get to the two or even the one seed. They're not completely out of it. They're rolling. They've won eight out of ten. The Jazz here uh, have given up a couple games to them recently. Well, I think it depends on what they do as far as their lineups. But, yeah, they most definitely have a chance because they are rolling. And I've been saying it now for weeks. Paul George has just been playing outstanding basketball. I feel like that's a little bit of a broken record there if you want to go old school because every time he plays, he's been playing well. It's going to be so interesting and entertaining to see if he can keep it up in the playoffs because if he can, then this team is extremely dangerous. There's just no doubt in my mind. And I know that they don't have a history, and he doesn't have a history. But so it's somewhat of an if for sure. If it's there, this team I think is as good as any team in the league. The storyline on how far will the Lakers fall without their two stars. I mean, they could go to six, seven. They could be down at eight in the playing game. No, I think we found the floor. It's five. They may bounce back and do a little better than that. But the team's in sixth and seventh place. They can't win enough to take advantage of the Lakers' 500 stretch here. The Blazers have lost three of four. Terry Rozier went for 34 points. The Hornets, without Gordon Hayward, beat the Blazers without Damian Lillard. 109-101. Portland's dropped three out of four. And Dallas has lost five out of seven. The Mavericks had their two stars and still lost to the Kings 121-107. He did. Dallas is like uh, just Portland. 
And they got to make shots. And, and Porzingis was like 3 of 14. He didn't make shots. Rolled his ankle but stayed in the game. That thing went way over. But he did stay in there. But it didn't matter. They got beat. So those two teams don't look like they have any shot of catching the Lakers. So the Lakers will be, be fifth at worst. And we'll see if they can uh, grab a spot or two in the standings and climb back a little bit when they get their guys healthy. The uh, the Suns lost right after the Jazz lost. Did you find that surprising, PK? They stayed a game and a half. I back. did, yeah. Mm-hmm. The NBA uh, TV they got the thing on uh, unscrambled the package. I don't have the package since I watch all the Jazz games. But for uh, two tomorrow through tomorrow they had it unscrambled, and I watched that game Saturday night. And they were never in that game, never. I mean, never. Literally. I mean, it was just shocking to see San Antonio. Uh, Coach Greg was over there uh, figuring out ways to rip people that he doesn't agree with. He didn't even have to coach the game. I saw him just on his notes, just writing stuff. He sat down there. They even got fined $25,000 for breaking the resting rules and still won. Yeah, I mean, it was, wow, the Suns. That that had to have been, if not the, one of the top two or three worst games they've played this season. They were down nine after a quarter, 19 at the half, and the run you expected to get back in it never happened. No. It was all spurs all the time. Stunning to me. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Well, the NBA has instructed teams to be vigilant about the impact of a potential verdict this week in the Derek Chauvin trial for the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. They've already opened up the possibility of game postponements, depending on what happens in different cities. Closing arguments in the case are scheduled for today. And uh, PK, a lot of people are comparing this to... uh, Rodney King and what happened after uh, the police officers were acquitted in the trial for the beating of Rodney King and L.A. I mean, the riots went on for uh, at least four or five days, maybe a week. Um, And I know people are bracing for that. And you lived in L.A. then and there are people here who are down there for a Jazz Clippers series. I mean, there's uh, the Rodney King, the O.J. Simpson trials. uh, There was no riots in the O.J. Simpson trials. No, it was more Rodney that had everyone almost totally yeah Yeah. i mean i listened to maxine waters she told me to be confrontational i listened to her that's what she said she said to be confrontational if this thing doesn't go my way i am going to be confrontational i'm going to listen to my elected officials because i did live in los angeles and i've been around her so she said to be more confrontational so that's what i'm going to do all right, NBA's on, you? NBA's on the lookout. Uh, I had not heard that if she had, oh, if she had told me Oh, she's all over Twitter. My, you're a Twitter guy. I will be on Twitter today, and maybe <laughs> I will get my instructions, apparently. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I can't answer any of those questions. <laughs> it's it's mind-blowing sometimes, especially, I mean, when he comes out and has an MVP year and um, if they don't want to commit or do whatever they want to do to I don't know, show appreciation or whatever it is for him the next two years. It seems like it would be a pretty easy and simple move that I would say 100%, if not 99.9% of people would agree with. So I don't know where they can't be worried about a backlash or anything. That is Jordy Nelson, former Packers wide receiver. He was asked, uh, should Aaron Rodgers get an extension? Clearly he believes he should, but PK, we know how this stuff plays out sometimes. Not always. Roethlisberger worked it out in Pittsburgh and is going to do another year. And Breeze got to the end of his career in New Orleans without moving, but Peyton Manning moved and Tom Brady moved. So 
That may be Aaron Rodgers' path, as there seems to be some friction there in Green Bay, despite him putting up some staggering numbers this past season and getting him to the NFC title game. I'm surprised you didn't mention your guy, your hero, Joe Montana. Joe Montana! (laughs) Well, we can go back through history, right? I know, but he's your guy. Joe Montana! You, you love that guy. I do. He was awesome. For good reason, too. He yeah. was awesome. But Elway finished. Elway finished in, in Denver. But uh, but you're right. Montana had to move. And you can keep going back. Johnny Unitas had to move from Baltimore to San Diego. That's some weird video, seeing him in a Charger uniform. Well, so it's been happening who, over the decades. Who the Colts would have had, I have no idea. You know, I think part of it, too, is who is your backup? Now, obviously, with uh, Joe Montana, since it's a local connection here, Steve Young Steve was Young. just ready yeah. to go mm-hmm. at a high, high, very high level. And then Brett Favre, ironically, was moved because they felt Aaron Rodgers was ready to go at a high and they, level. They were and right. so clearly, yeah. they were right. So, you know, I guess in Indianapolis with Manning, you can kind of understand well, it. Yeah, I mean, injuries Andrew Luck. curtailed oh, Andrew, Luck. Andrew Luck, but he was still a very good quarterback. Right, um, but he was he was the presumptive number one. Yeah. He was as much number one as Lawrence is going to be oh, yeah, here. Yeah. Was it uh, uh, two weeks away in next week? So, yeah, you can see that. I, I wonder what Jordy Nelson would have said if he was Brett Favre's teammate, former teammate. I get the connection here, and so I understand where he's coming from. But you wonder. It's always – it's it, anytime a legend is at the end, it doesn't matter. It has the potential to be messy, right? Look at Krzyzewski at Duke. Where are we going with this thing? 74 years old. How's it going to end? Very rare is it the end where you wave the nets after you cut down the last snippet and go off into the sunset. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady said Monday said uh, Sunday his knee is recovering well from offseason surgery. He's hopeful he'll be able to resume his typical training and participate in a mandatory June minicamp. Lots of players have off-season surgery, and it isn't a big deal. Over 40, it's a knee, you wonder. Could be just a little bit of cartilage, clean out some loose particles, which always makes me cringe. No, <laughs> I think he's like LeBron. He's actually a uh, some type of foreign entity. He's not what really is this? You're human. going Space Jam alien type stuff here? Yeah, I mean, look at LeBron. He shows, he's I mean, a he's got an star. We understand that. But when, when he's healthy, he's so good, and he's got. All these years, all these minutes, he's totally defying everything. And Brady's doing it too, obviously. These guys are just incredible. They're incredible to watch. Men in black have these two guys on screens. They're keeping track of them. They're the only two guys who seem to be uh, really pushing back on father time. At such a high, high level. Others are doing it to a degree, but I mean at the highest level possible. Yep. They are. They're both at the at that championship level. They're both defending Amazing champions. to watch them. I, lo- I love watching both of these guys, LeBron and Tom Brady. Trevor Lawrence, as you mentioned, the presumptive top overall draft pick in next week's NFL draft, announced that he and his wife, Marissa, will donate $20,000 to charities in Jacksonville, and they hope to be part of your community soon. Jaguar fans purchased a wedding gift for the couple, raised more than $11,000 for him to donate to a charity of his choice. It seems like the love affair has begun between Northern Florida and their NFL fans and Trevor Lawrence, the presumptive top pick. Yeah, you got to win. And if he wins, and if if Urban wins, oh my gosh. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm not doubting Urban. I conquer all worlds, including the NFL. Yeah, I I can't. I just, I cannot, I've seen too much 
been around this guy. Now it's been a long time since we've been around him. Yeah, but, but he I, went I just four believe four. in him so much. Yeah, he went four for four. His hiring at Bowling Green was a win. His hiring at Utah was a win. Florida got a couple national titles out of him. Ohio State got well, another national title and an undefeated season when they weren't eligible to compete for it. If it's all about winning, it's if urban. you don't mind the baggage that right? goes along with it, if it's just about winning, then sure. He's had three national championship teams, and he's had two undefeated teams that didn't get to play for the national title. So that's a lot of winning, a lot of winning. Only Nick Saban can go, eh, I don't know about that. Everybody else has to go, eh, that's a lot of winning. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Good culmination of spring ball. A lot of guys making plays out there. You know, we may have had an injury or two. I'll have to find out come tomorrow what, where we stand with that. But uh, otherwise, it was a, a good spring overall. Got Made a lot of progress. Got a lot of things sorted out. Still have some things to sort out uh, going forward. And that's what fall camp's for. So I think we're in a good place right now. And we'll, uh, you know, we got to get ready for the summer conditioning, which is the next phase, which starts June 1. And that'll be a, a huge part of our success or lack thereof, depending on how we handle that. So that'll be important that we attack that summer conditioning program. There's Kyle Whittingham, Utah and Utah State. Both wrapped up their spring ball. So to get two wrapped up in a spring game, PK, the next big thing, the breakthrough, the 6'4 receiver you fans have dreamed about, a walk-on, a return missionary from San Diego. Devon Vela made a couple of big plays, and he looks the part out of central casting and all that. Or is this the equivalent of uh, a running back running for 150 yards in a spring game, but he's really going to be third or fourth on the depth chart because if you're really good, they don't let you run for 150 yards in a spring game. Uh, receiver a little bit different because you're not getting hit every time you touch the ball or mm-hmm. what have you. So I'm not sure. I, I you know, I, to me, it's different because I get your point uh, on a running back. Uh, you know, if you've got an established running back like Bernard, they've been talking about him being the best in camp, and well, he did virtually nothing on Saturday, right? So what does that mean? You think, oh gosh, now we got this great receiver, but we can't run the ball? I mean, <laughs> probably not. So, uh, you know, he made the great catch down the sideline and Brewer put the ball right on the money and he was 15 to 15. That's that's nice. So you 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 want to see plays being made, but it doesn't necessarily uh, indicate that stardom is in the future. I mean, I had somebody on that very staff a couple of years ago uh, ask me, you going to the spring game? I said, nah, I'm going to St. George golf. And he said, good for you, because it's a waste of time. <laughs> in terms of it, Now, what I mean by a waste of time, making long-term definitive evaluations based on what you see. Now, that can go either way. That can mean, like, this is don't, don't put a whole lot of stock in it. Or, hey, he showed something. Let's see what happens when we get to training camp. Let's see what happens when he get to the season. So I'm not entirely blowing it off. I'm just not assigning greatness based on a spring game. You know, I've always thought the spring games, if you're a starter and you're pretty good, you either uh, don't play, barely play. Um, Luke Staley at uh, BYU, when he was really good, they put him in a spring game. And I remember Robbie Bosco said afterwards, yeah, we gave him two carries. He said, yeah, Luke can still run in a straight line. So we got him out. Right. And then there's the guys who uh, play, for instance, um, Charlie Brewer played, but he was the only guy who couldn't be hit. You know, and he took right. off running one time, and defensive back reached out and just tapped him on the shoulder pad as he went by. You're like, yeah, I was there. I'd have made the play, but I know he can't hit that guy right now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you know, if it, it is a chance, if you're uh, you know second or third string and you're well, the re- you're the redshirt freshman and you're unproven, yeah. go show yeah. us you got something. Although now you got to do it again and you got to do it again. So if I'm Vele, I'm I'm jacked. Yeah. I'm going to attack my off-season conditioning and do all the things they tell me because I am six four and two hundred whatever he is, and I've got an opportunity uh, to make a mark here. Because there's positions available, man. They had two of their better receivers take off. Now, we'll have to see because Kyle has openly spoke about the transfer portal. Yeah. And so they could bring in another two guys who are higher on the depth chart when the games matter and the valuations are real. I don't know that. I don't know who they are. Uh, Remains to be seen what's going to happen there. But if I'm this youngster, I'm excited, and it gets me fired up to make sure I'm doing my workouts and – you know, they're not going to be sitting around between now and June 1st. It's just June 1st is the formal time when they all gather and get back on campus and do all that stuff. But get fired up, man. you got an opportunity. There's playing time to be had at that position. And it looks like they've got one of the better quarterbacks they've had since they've been in the Pac-12. And I was talking to somebody the, uh, on Saturday afternoon, and he was saying, oh, so-and-so, I think he was telling me, oh, I think Curry – can uh, be as good as Ty Jordan. I said, oh, you, might, you might want to pump the brakes on that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they've had so many great running backs since I've been in the community, and I don't recall, and I could be wrong because I can't remember these things, but I don't recall anybody looking as good as a freshman as Ty Jordan did. I said, to me, if you're going to win the South, which is the, the, the primary first goal, and then obviously the conference is right there once you accomplish that, I think Brewer is going to be the difference maker. I would look to him, and he looked about as good as he could possibly look as far as I thought. And not that it, he's going to be you know, Andrew Luck at Stanford there, but he did look very good, and so there's reason for optimism when they start going in September. Utah State had their spring game, and uh, you know you got a whole new coaching staff there, but we got old quotes. I don't know if they if everyone packs their own quotes or if the previous coaching staff leaves the old quotes quotes in a box marked marked old quotes. But after it's all over, yeah, the offense made some plays, but then the defense gave some up, and I knew I wasn't going to be happy, and I'm not happy. I've got plenty to be angry with. I mean, that's what happens when you scrimmage yourself. That's why I never scrimmage myself. Good work by you. <laughs> and as some teams wrap up spring ball, Weber State begins the playoffs. They did not get a top four seed. They will host Southern Illinois, so they did get a home game. Uh, that's Saturday at 2 o'clock. And then if they win, they'll probably end up on the road playing the, the top seed, South Dakota State, assuming that they don't get upset themselves. It's been a crazy year. you got teams that played five games. you got teams that played 11 games. you got teams yeah. that played no games in the fall. Uh, Southern Illinois played one Jacksonville State, who got a bye, played four games in the fall, including a couple of uh, bowl subdivision teams, played money games. So it's a, the scheduling is all over the place. It's hard to know how they seeded these teams and if they seeded them right. And, but as Jay Hill said, we're in, and everybody's got to win four games. So go do it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The 2-2 offer. Swung on, belted. High and deep down the right field line, and where will it land? Into the second deck. No doubt about that one for Bryce Harper. Santana delivers, and a hard hit liner deep to left field. That one is going to go up against the wall on one hop. Two runs will score. Bam into second with a double. And the pitch. Swung on, hit in the air. 
left center field. Back goes Jock Peterson. That ball is gone. Grand slam home run for Guillermo Heredia. So, PK. Yes. So many things happened in baseball this weekend. The series that got the focus and the hype, the world champion Dodgers, the Padres, who spent a lot of money and went and got a lot of pitching to compete with them and got everybody fired up. Dodgers take two out of three, all three games competitive. There are a lot of storylines and a lot of weird things and crazy things and great plays and clutch hits. I don't know how much you want to dive in on this series. Mookie Betts with a diving catch to win the Saturday game. That was that was pretty slick play by him as he gets up and pumps his chest. Where would you like to dive in on that? Or did that just confirm to you that the, the, the Padres are probably a 95 or 100 win team and the Dodgers probably are a 110 win team and they play again this week? So enjoy. Yeah, yeah. That was for an April series, man, for a sport that's dying. I mean, that was just incredible. Friday night. Did you make they, it to the end Friday sold. night? You said you were going to watch and then the thing goes 12 yeah. innings on the West Coast. I was ready for 13. Oh, well, I didn't know. You uh, fell. Remember one of the great, <laughs> great shots in jazz history to beat LeBron, and yeah, you woke up for the replay. Because I, I had to get up the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a weekday. This was a Friday night, obviously. Yeah, that was a, a sensational game, too. Uh, the little bench clearing. I, I decided bench clearing without charging the mound is like students on high school campus at lunch. They're just mingling around. There's nothing to it. There's got to be somebody's got to charge first. That's where the action is. Whether they actually get there, you're Bryce Harper, you charge and you chuck your helmet, but you purposely don't throw it at the pitcher. You throw it to his right a little bit or his left just to scare him. Uh, Those types of things. I mean, Machado, when he was with the Rockies, man, looked like this storming bull he went out there one time. His eyes got so big. And then go, look, I told you that one... uh, in, I think it was in Japan, the American guy chased the guy, and the guy's running in the outfield, running zigzags. It's the funniest thing. Go look at that at YouTube as the, the Japanese pitcher just took off running, and the, the guy chased him. I can't remember his name, but he was uh, most recently the uh, color analyst for the Tigers. Uh, those things, and they had that. And then Mookie Betts with that catch on Saturday. Obviously, it ties the game if he doesn't get there. And then they had pretty doggone pit, good pitching yesterday, and then uh, the Padres pulled away. Yeah, that thing had everything he wanted. Absolutely, I could make a strong, strong argument. Those two are not only the two best teams in the NL West, they're the two best teams in the NL, and they're the two best teams in baseball. Well, they got another series. They wrapped that one up, and they got to go right back at it this weekend. They'll switch venues, uh, leave Great. San Diego, go to L.A., and I think this is a four-game series. So, And they sold 15000 was the maximum, and they sold it all three, and they could have literally sold out the stadium all three games. Yep. The Phillies beat the Cardinals 2-zip. Aaron Nola threw a complete game shutout with 10 Ks for Philadelphia. How old school is that? Well, he's a very good pitcher. He's an ace for sure. And that home run by Harper was an absolute bomb. Shane Bieber apparently is going to strike out 10 people every single time he pitches. He's done it four straight starts. I mean, it's a new era. The game has changed. I think it's, it's the first time ever. It, it? it is, yeah. It's an MLB record. No one's done it before. And it's a little bit like watching NBA guys break three-point records. It's like, well, it's a new era, and all those records are going to be falling here. They are, but nobody else is doing it in the game either. Right. A nine-game winning streak for Oakland, five-game losing streak for the Yankees. Teams headed in in opposite directions there. And Jay Bruce hangs it up, retires after a rough start. 
14th year in the big leagues, three-time All-Star, and he decided he's all done. What is trending is brought to Yankees you by... In, Go ahead. Yankees in last place, so uh, let's keep a watch on the managerial thing. The ghost of George Steinbrenner Boone would have been fired two weeks ago if it would have been if he would still be alive. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Chris Camerani, staff writer for The Athletic, covering Utah football and uh, other stories of interest around the state. He will join us coming up at 8 o'clock, put a wrap on spring ball. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, at 9 o'clock. The Jazz, resting guys, left and right. That is the question of the day. We will get to it next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Dwayne Wade has joined the Utah Jazz ownership group. That's a big story, man. I don't want to overstate it, but I think Dwayne Wade is so highly respected around the NBA. He could even influence certain players to maybe think about playing in Utah. Talking about convincing other players to come play in Utah, Dwayne Wade is not only represented by, but also in business with a marketing company, the CAA Agency. There are really two big agencies when it comes to dealing with NBA players, IMG and CAA. It's not the the whole game, but if you're dialed in with certain agencies and agents and that sort of thing, that could be a big deal. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and it is time for Hot Takes or Toast. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. So the question of the day, you down with the Jazz resting players down the stretch. This is unusual, PK. I mean, it's familiar territory for the NBA, but unchartered for Jazz fans, at least to this extent. Three All-Stars, none of them playing. Who are these guys? Four rotation guys out? It's weird. It's freaky. Well, obviously Mitchell needs to be out uh, with his situation. Take as long as you need, young fella. Come back. When you come back, you'll be strong and stronger and ready to go. And and uh, so we fully understand that with that injury. Uh, man, it was very, very tense there seeing him being helped off the field or court, I should say, aided off there. And you're wondering, okay, what exactly is it? Uh, you know, obviously I didn't know. And they came back and the ankle injury. So if you need 10 games, so be it. What do they have, 15, 16 games left? So. Uh, 10 games, if that's just a number, round number, obviously. I don't know how many he's going to miss. But we fully understand that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was new school situation there with all that star power over there on the sidelines. I wondered how they were going to handle it. Um, and I asked Mike Conley about it after the game Friday because obviously they haven't been playing him in back-to-backs with one exception when they did. And with Mitchell out, they can handle. If Mitchell, Joe Ingles, or Conley is out, they've shown that with any one of them out, if the other two are playing, they can win the game. The record's really good, missing one of them. But we haven't seen him without two of them. And Mike was like, yeah, this is uncharted territory. He didn't I, – I, I mean, maybe he knew what they were going to do and he just didn't want to say, but it did kind of feel like it was too quick after the game that they hadn't nailed it down yet. But once they sat him, which I think is the right call, you can't afford. If, if his hamstrings can't do back-to-back games, they cannot afford to lose him, especially this late in the season. So Donovan had to be out. If, um, if that's what it takes to keep Mike Conley healthy for the playoffs, then to me it's a no-brainer. And 
I wondered how they were going to rest Donovan and Gobert. This injury is going to take care of rest for Donovan. And so with Gobert, I think it just seemed like, well, as long as we're this far down the road, why not? And it really does seem like that's what it is because now he's listed as probable and so is Conley tonight. So You think it's a why not? That seems pretty flippant. Why not? Yeah. Because I think if that had been a playoff game, he would have played. He could have played. Obviously. Right. But when they list a guy out for an injury, is it is it bad and they're not telling us how big a problem is? I think the favor stuff, I think favors throughout this season. There are times to me that he's looked really good, and there are times when he's played below the rim. And I, when I see too much of that, I think, is his back acting, acting up? Is his knee? He's had problems with them over his career. And there are the times he looks better, and you're like, hmm. Did he get a pain-killing shot? What, I mean, what happened? You know, because all of a sudden he's playing above the rim again. And he hasn't been able to figure it out, and it's not stuff that they like to go into at all. But with him resting now, I figure that this stuff's been acting up. And Quinn kind of alluded to it without spelling out exactly what it is. Mm, that doesn't bode well for the postseason, then, if you want to win a title, because you're playing for two months. And so then you're going to have to rest him in the postseason, too, or he's going to be severely hampered. And compromised. I, I have I mean, my I question really marks about. about now. I, I have my question marks about his health and how he plays, and there there are games he and maybe it's just how he feels. I don't. It late in his career, and he's had. I don't know. I I, I can't put my finger on it yet. Years old. But he looks. It, he just looks like in stretches where he's playing below the rim and he's not feeling good. All right, but he's also playing only 15 minutes a game. That's true. I'm not going to stress over and, that. And that could even so. go down to 10 or 12 in the playoffs. You're not playing yeah. many back to backs, if at all. And Gobert can play more minutes, right? So they can. And he's been good in what he's what they've asked him to do. I said nobody understands his role better in the NBA than Derek Favors. But if he's hurt, then uh, okay. Well, sucks for him and the team. But so the games go on. Yeah. So, nobody cares about your problems. A way to win without him, if that's the case. I, I just can't believe they. Oh well, we got a game, and these other guys are resting. So why not? And that, that's not a good enough reason for me to rescue Bear. There's got to be strategic reasons behind it. They've got to have information, and it's got to be detailed. It's not, well, let's flip a coin. Oh, well, these other guys are out. Yeah, okay, yeah. What, what do you think? Oh, let's sit down, too. Sure, everybody in. Yeah, all right. Let's, let's go get something to eat. No, I don't accept that at all. I mean, I, the ghost of the statues, and they're howling. If, if yeah. That's oh, I agree. I, I agree. But I, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think. I they think. Have, I think they have it planned out, and there's deep reasons why they're doing what they're doing. Not well, just because today's Saturday. Sure, let's sit them out. Yeah. Okay. I think they were looking for an opportunity to rest him, and the opportunity presented itself. And if I if think it's planned, they've known all along. They've known for weeks and months that this schedule was going to be what it was. He's played a bunch of other back-to-backs. He's played a bunch of other three games in four days. I really did feel like it was triggered that Conley's out also, so this is our chance. They were looking for an opportunity, and they were going to do it at well, some what, point, I think. And this is what I think. I can't prove why it. They, why, why were they looking for an opportunity? Because he's played they every they game. and he's They don't got need some, an excuse? He's, he's played every game. He's got some nicks. And... Uh, but I don't think they need an excuse. They don't need a reason beyond we want to rest him. That's that's the reason. They don't need – I would think it would be absolutely opposite. Hey, these other guys are out. We need this guy more than ever now, in my mind. 
Not, well, these other guys are out, so that, let's have him be out that, too. That is one line of thinking, certainly. And in a game that close, it could have made the difference. But Quinn has also said he wants that for them to be good, they've got to have all these guys, he always uses the phrase, connected. And so it's hard to get that if it's a different guy missing every game. So I Why think, not have uh, these guys play with other guys that you don't have in case you need them in the postseason? That is I another mean, I, line of thinking. I, any argument you have, I can just volley back at you. You, you do. It's, it's true. I'm just telling you, one. that's the one Quinn presented after the game. Now, maybe he was just putting the best spin on it. I mean, it's not like we get told oh, 100% they all do. Everybody of the truth. Does. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're no different in that regard. They're, they're spinning... A, a line of thinking, and everyone does it. And every press conference, they do that. That's just the, that's the way it is. Then you're going to get spin. And once you introduce human beings, there's going to be bias and spin. I've got yep. bias and spin. Everybody does. Everybody's so, got their priorities and goals to take care yeah. of. Let's not focus yeah, on this. To, Let's focus on that. To me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, who who was it? Uh, somebody asked some somebody. On something I can't even remember. Somebody made a bad play. Well, it's it's the collective group. You can count on Quinn Snyder. Single out somebody who played poorly and blew something. Well, it's the collective group, and not Quinn Snyder. Every coach who's ever been born, yeah, is going to say like we played the thing on Stan Van Gundy. We had uh, multiple mistakes on that. I mean, we know how they going they're how they're going to answer questions. Go ask Kyle Whittingham. Hey, you're going to change things up in your practice routine this week. You know what he's going to say every time. Nope, we do the same, blah, 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 blah. Uh, even though when they used to play BYU, they'd cut off media access two days early. They change it, but they say they don't change it. But yet they do change it, but they'll never say we do change it because that sends the wrong message. You're always in spin mode there. To me, all this stuff, you can do whatever you want. You can dress whoever you want, whatever you want, however you want. I really don't care because it'll come to pass. Did you win four games against Team XYZ in the postseason? That's all that matters. Whatever your seed is, it, 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 none of that matters when you get to the postseason. Now, if you happen to, if you believe that they need home court, then you're probably upset and that they did yep. what they did. And I'm, that's, look, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Tad posted on Facebook. Are you down with us? No, not with the race for the top seed so tight. We got lucky the Suns lost tonight. I know PK's always ranting about how if you're good, you shouldn't worry about home court, but I disagree. Let's get that number one spot and go from there. And who said that? Tad. Okay, Tad. Well, you mean your opinion is just as valid as mine, even if you're wrong, but uh, it's still valid. So, yeah, if, he th- if that's what he thinks, then he has absolutely every right to think that way. And for him, he believes that that's important. And that's fine. Go ahead and think that if you think that that's a big, big difference maker. But to me, if the Jazz do what they do, I'm fine with whatever they do. Because in the postseason, that's, we're now just a few weeks away, and that's what matters the most. And if they're winning and getting to the conference final, and they're up 2-1, to one, they've got home court, and it doesn't matter what happened on April uh, 17th. So none, none of that matters. It's all then. That matters. And so we'll get to that point. We're going to get to that point. I don't know if they'll be up two games to one in the Western Conference Finals, but I mean we'll get to the point where it's a pre- the postseason and everybody who's available is playing 
And obviously, uh, Gobert would be playing on that, and Mike Conley would be playing, and all that stuff. And and you don't have back to backs. I believe they've done away with those things in the postseason now, so you don't have to worry about that. And and even if you did, the other teams on the exact same schedule also, so it all flushes out. That's where we're at at this point. And I'm not so caught up in any individual game. But if Tad is, and he believes the Jazz need that number one seed, and that's a huge deal. I mean, it's a great accomplishment. But is it a huge difference maker? That's what I will debate. Any team that gets a number one seed in the conference and in the league has had a great regular season, obviously. We'd all agree with that 100%. What does it mean when we get to the postseason? You know, that's the debate. But the fact is they're going to get to the postseason, and if they win 16 games in a postseason, then who cares who they rested when they rested them? All right, DJ and PK, we got a lot more people weighing in. We will get you your feedback next. Utah Spring Football with Chris Camrani from The Athletic in about 15 minutes. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision Spring LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision to Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Got a ton of people weighing in on the Jazz. Sitting four rotation guys, three starters, three all-stars against the Lakers. I think only one of them is true rest. But you can't just say, only Rudy Gobert. (laughs) It's kind of a big deal. Uh, Rick says, I'm not down with it if we lose like we did today. Must have posted that Saturday night after the Jazz got beat. So, yeah, resting's great as long as we win. That's actually a great response, Rick. <laughs> I'm all for resting if you keep picking up W's. Steve says, why not? We've never done that before. Let's give it a go and see if it works. I have my doubts if it works, but I don't have any research or any studying on this. I am not have no background or training in medicine whatsoever or physical conditioning. So I'm just popping off just because I have a microphone and I'm able to do it. And I, I just wonder, you know, what's the cumulative effect? Does it really make a difference for somebody like a Rudy Gobert who's 27 years of age uh, and in the prime of his physical conditioning life, really? To me, I wonder... Does it, does it really, really matter? Uh, I don't know. But they think it does, or maybe they think it does, or they're thinking, well, we're not sure, but we're going we're gonna to play the odds. I mean, they don't talk about it extensively, uh, so so be it. Uh, I, I thought, wow, this sucks as a consumer, you know, get ready to watch this game that mm-hmm. they slotted for national television and all that stuff. And then it turned out to be a whale of a game. <laughs> I, I thought the exact same thing. I was sitting there second quarter like, I'm kind of having problems getting into that. I mean, that was crazy watching uh, Ilias Sova hit the five threes. But the, the more I watched, the more I got drawn into it. And by the time I got late third, early fourth quarter, I was completely absorbed and not at all thinking at all about all the guys who weren't playing. Well, that's what I've said for years for me. Why I'm a sports fan. I'm a sports fan for the competition, and I've said this. It doesn't matter gender. It doesn't matter level. If two teams are bowling out and trying their very best to win, I that's good enough for me. This was a classic example. There's five all-stars not playing, but in the moment, as I'm watching the game, it doesn't matter. 
that's irrelevant. It's competition. These guys playing their hardest to try to win and try to beat you, vice versa. That's all I need. That's why I said when I used to work for the Watchdog was in Vegas, I had no problem sitting in the Thomas and Mac and watching the women play because it was in the conference tournament, and they're giving everything they have. If it required you to dive five feet on the floor, they would do it just as well as the men or anybody else would because it really, really matters. When If you would have had the a bunch of all-stars like an all-star game and are just going through the motions there. Well, I mean, I got everybody on the floor as an all-star, obviously, by definition. But if they're not competing as hard as they can, and I understand why they wouldn't be, that's why I'm not as interested. It's, it, But if you are, it, I'm turned on and turned in and tuned in, and I can have no problem. And that ended up being a great game to watch. And if I would have paid and not have those players but I don't know what they're doing as far as paying for the Lakers in California, whatever. I'm not sure what's going on there. They've just uh, so, barely started letting fans back yeah. in. I, I think they said during the game that was the second game they went to. Maybe it was the third. Yeah, and I think it's like yeah. a, a thousand people or what have you. You know, if I paid money and I wanted to see those players, but I'm sophisticated enough to know that in April, if I'm paying money to go see an NBA game, I need to watch it. I need to I need to be very, very careful about that because there's a chance that they – they may not play. I know baseball. You know, Mike Trout, I only get to see him four at-bats. Yeah, that's a whole lot better than somebody sitting over there getting zero shot attempts because they're not playing. Uh, so uh, that's the nature of the NBA. So so be it there. But if this is what they want to do and they believe it's going to help them, I'm not going to say they're wrong because we get to evaluate it in the end. That's the great thing about it. We don't have to worry about well, if they did this, if they did that, what have you, we all get to see on display in the postseason. That's when it matters. And there's no excuses. Did you win or did you lose? This is pro sports, and it's winning. You can get Dwayne Wade in there. You can get whoever you want in there. Fine. Do all that. But you got to win. And in the end, that's how you're going to be evaluated by winning you spoke about urban meyer and how he's won yeah he had 30 some guys arrested at florida you didn't even bring that up and 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 what they had with the domestic abuse at ohio state you didn't bring that up all you did was bring up his winning that's where we're at brian says isn't there like a week between the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs there will be for them yeah there will be for the jazz exactly the season is going to end on the weekend, uh, mostly Sunday. There may be a few teams in on Saturday, but mostly Sunday. And they're going to have that play-in tournament. And the Jazz, uh, we haven't seen it, but we assume, because they're going to be getting teams out of those play-in tournaments, that they aren't going to play until Sunday. So, yeah, there's, there's going to be a week. And that's why, you know, there was, you know, the assumption in the question is the rest. But for the five All-Stars in this game, three of them are definitely hurt. Maybe you have some opinions. Are the Lakers, you know, being ultra careful, stretching it out? Has injury turned into rest? I guess you can make that argument. I think Conley's missed enough back-to-backs that it may be precautionary, but they just don't feel like they can mess around with it. And I think Favors is pretty clearly injury, not rest. I mean, the rest may help with his injury, if you want to make that argument. So I think the only guy who was truly rested was Rudy. Okay, fine. When we come back, Chris Camrani, staff writer for The Athletic, covering Utah football, the spring game, where the team goes from here. We will talk with Chris next. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.